This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF, Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee, where the Board of Education is being asked to crack down on radical teachers who indoctrinate their students to hate the USA and shame white kids for what their ancestors did. Or is it politically motivated censorship to teach an idealized version of America that whitewashes our history and refuses to acknowledge the racial bias that permeates our society? All history is relevant, and um, to put limits on our history and teaching of our history would be, in many ways, as if the, the, the German government would say, we're not going to teach about the Holocaust. This should be a fun meeting. After weeks of dropping hints, Congresswoman Val Demings drops a video saying she's in the race to unseat Republican Senator Marco Rubio, and the former police chief says she's the crime fighter. We brought law and order to a lawless president. He is an habitual offender committing crimes in progress. Unlike some in Washington, I never tire of standing up for what I believe is right because no one is above the law. It will not lower your premiums, but Governor Ron DeSantis says he is going to sign a bill that limits payouts for roof repairs and attorneys in insurance cases. One of the things we'll be, uh, I know we worked on was um, some property insurance reform to try to stem some of the problems we see in that market. We want this to be affordable for homeowners. Uh, we don't want it to be something that is just kind of a pot for uh, lit litigation. The governor made those remarks during a video conference with the board of Enterprise Florida. The state's chief financial officer also got heckled over the phone. Pools can be a great way to beat the Florida heat, but Cassie McGovern says they can also be deadly. There has been 49 drowning fatalities in the state of Florida um, this year. As of this morning, 41 of those children are four and under. We have a problem because summer hasn't even started, and we've had a, we have usually have an uptick around July 4th, Labor Day, Memorial Day, and um, it doesn't seem to change year after year with all of the amazing work being done. It seems to be that we lose four to five classrooms of children each and every year. McGovern manages the drowning prevention program for the Department of Health in Broward County. Her daughter, M drowned when she was just 19 months old. We'll also have your calendar of political events and the story of two Florida men who risked their lives for Taco Tuesday. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Thursday, June 10th. This is National Ice Tea Day. Tea's been around forever, but iced tea really did not become a thing in America until 1904, when visitors to the St. Louis World's Fair faced a nasty heat wave. A tea plantation owner and merchant at the fair took advantage of the situation by selling chilled tea instead of hot tea. The rest is history, sweet or unsweet. On this date in 1692, the very first victim of the Salem witch trials, Bridget Bishop, was hanged for witchcraft in the colony of Massachusetts. In 1845, during Andrew Jackson's funeral, his pet African gray parrot started swearing so loud and for so long the service was interrupted and the bird had to be taken inside. And on this date in 1990, members of the Miami rap group Two Live Crew were arrested in Florida on charges of obscenity. They were acquitted and all that publicity sold a lot of CDs. The Florida Board of Education meets today in Jacksonville to take up a controversial rule that would limit the way American history can be taught in the Sunshine State. The proposal, drafted by Education Commissioner Richard Corcoran and backed by Governor Ron DeSantis, says teachers, quote, may not define American history as something other than the creation of a new nation based largely on universal principles stated in the Declaration of Independence. 
In other words, teach the theory, not the reality. America has done some pretty terrible things during its history, and the governor says he doesn't want kids learning to hate their own country. Corcoran went even further. During a speech earlier this year at a private conservative college in Michigan, he said they intend to prevent the teaching of any, quote, crazy liberal stuff unquote, like critical race theory, and that he had ordered the removal of a Jacksonville teacher who hung a Black Lives Matter flag in her classroom. Amy Donofrio says she learned of her firing through a YouTube video, and she is suing. The Florida Education Association opposes this new rule, saying it's nothing more than partisan politics, and the president of the League of Women Voters of Florida, Cecile Schoon, says the fact that Florida is even considering this rule is disturbing. All history is relevant, and um, to put limits on our history and teaching of our history would be, in many ways, as if the, the, the German government would say we're not going to teach about the Holocaust. And the way that we've seen many, many nations go forward, South Africa being a wonderful example, is they have a reconciliation commission where people talk truthfully about what has happened. They make amends. They say they're sorry. And there's a conversation, painful, but a conversation about the history and the steps that we need to take to make things right. And that's how people heal and that's how people go forward. Um, the, the stifling of the discussion about real history is concerning. Our Constitution, of course, was established that those of African descent were three-fifths of the person. Our nation began that way. It was established that women could not vote. It was established in our Constitution that many white men couldn't vote. If you didn't own a certain amount of property, you didn't count. That is where our nation started, and we all should understand that, and we'll appreciate the journey of the civil rights journey and the work that so many amazing leaders over the hundreds of years have worked towards this country to get us to a more perfect union. Knowing that history is only going to give us um, the energy and ability to continue making those kinds of wonderful strides. As you, we can see, as reflected by the LGBTQ community, their civil rights journey is, is an amazing testimony to the ability of Americans and Floridians to learn and open their minds and accept others as equals. You mean whitewashing is not an effective way to deal with history? <laughs> I don't think so. And, and I think when we look around other nations and other states, uh, for examples of how to be accurate, how to be factual, and, and how to be sensitive about, you know, feelings of pain on both sides. It's not comfortable to feel that anybody in your family may have done something to somebody else's family just because of what they look like. That is not a comfortable position. So I think it should be taught with compassion, but it should be accurate. The Board of Education is meeting at Florida State College of Jacksonville, and it'll be interesting to see if any of the political appointees who serve on the board have the testicular fortitude to call this what it really is. Speaking of politics, Orlando Congresswoman Val Demings is no longer dropping hints. She will be running for the U.S. Senate seat currently occupied by Marco Rubio. Demings made the formal announcement in a video that dropped Wednesday. People ask me, Val, where do you get your tireless faith that things can always get better? I got it here in Jacksonville, Florida. When you grow up in the South, poor, black, and female, you have to have faith in progress and opportunity. 
My father was a janitor, and my mother was a maid. She said, Val, never grow tired of doing good. Never tired. Work hard, not just for yourself, but for others. So I went to Orlando to serve as a police officer. Met my husband and number one partner in crime fighting, Sheriff Jerry Demings. I ended up serving 27 years. I just never got tired of it. Eventually, this working mom worked her way up to chief of police. Orlando's violent crime this year is down. Murders, robberies, aggravated assaults, total violent crime, all lower than a year ago. Under her leadership, there has been the most dramatic decrease in violent crime in the city's history. They said we never lower crime, but I said never tire. And after all that, I still wasn't tired. So I ran for Congress and got back to work. Congresswoman Val Demings, a member yes. of the House Homeland Security, Judiciary, and Intelligence Committees. I've never tired of representing Florida, not for one single moment. Val Demings is someone who has taken the oath of office, not just in Congress, but to protect and serve. And along the way, we brought law and order to a lawless president. He is an habitual offender committing crimes in progress. Unlike some in Washington, I never tire of standing up for what I believe is right because no one is above the law. But it turns out there are some in Washington who prefer the same old tired ways of doing business. Too tired to fight the efforts to suppress the people's vote. They fall back to tired talking points and backward solutions. He knows exactly what he's There it is, what the memorized 25-second speech. Well, That's what Washington, D.C. does. My mother told me when someone gives you the opportunity to do something big, do not disappoint them. I'm running for the United States Senate because of two simple words, never tired. In that last scene, she's driving off on a Harley. Demings hasn't filed her qualifying papers yet, but nine others have dropped their paperwork at the State Division of Elections, three Democrats, three Republicans, and three Independents with no party affiliation. Governor Ron DeSantis says he will be approving the property insurance reform bill that puts new limits on legal fees and payouts for roof damages. It was one of the more controversial bills of the session, but DeSantis told the Board of Enterprise Florida he'll sign on the dotted line once it reaches his desk. We got a lot of good stuff done in the legislative session. Uh, one of the things we'll be, uh, I know we worked on was um, some property insurance reform to try to stem some of the problems we see in that market. We want this to be affordable for homeowners. Uh, we don't want it to be something that is just kind of a pot for uh, lit litigation. And that really what it, what it was happening in Florida. I mean, huge, huge proportion of the money was going to litigation expenses. And so we would rather that be, you know, premiums that are manageable, stronger private insurance market. And, um, you know, when there are the payments going to the actual claimants rather than to the attorneys. And so we're uh, the legislature did that. We'll be signing that at some point in the future once once that gets delivered to me. Uh, but that's going to be continuing going to be an issue. And so it's something that, that we're working on. And uh, but we're, we're watching very closely. Um, but I think the legislature did, a, by and large, a pretty good job uh, on addressing it. But we're probably going to have to do more going forward. So we'll see what happens there. That bill will not lower the price you pay for homeowners insurance. And even the supporters admit your rates will continue to climb, even as they carve out new protections for the insurance companies.
One bit of fun from the Enterprise Florida meeting, Chief Financial Officer Jimmy Petronas was addressing the board by phone when he started complaining about federal unemployment benefits, and someone on the call decided they'd heard quite enough. And, and I look at what the federal government did. You know, when did you ever see a solution to try to get people back to work by throwing federal money at them? Uh, so, I mean, it's a little time so Petronas, stop it. Excuse me? What he said was, quit politicizing, Patronus. Stop it. Sorry? If you are not speaking, if you could please keep your line muted. Ah, the joys of an open mic on a conference call. If you've got a backyard pool to help beat the summer heat, you've also got a serious safety hazard. Drownings are the number one cause of accidental deaths for children between the ages of one and four. And Cassie McGovern says it's up to pool owners to prevent that. She's the Drowning Prevention Program Manager for the Department of Health in Broward County. And McGovern says 2021 has already been a very bad year. There has been 49 drowning fatalities in the state of Florida um, this year. As of this morning, 41 of those children are four and under. We have a problem because summer hasn't even started and we've had a, we have usually have an uptick around July 4th, Labor Day, Memorial Day, and um, it doesn't seem to change. Year after year with all of the amazing work being done, it seems to be that we lose four to five classrooms of children each and every year. It does not have to happen. If we take simple steps to protect our families, and first and foremost, it's just the knowledge of it. Knowledge, create a plan. We have a plan that If we have a fire in our home, we know what we're going to do. We know we have a meeting place. We know we have a fire extinguisher. Well, if you have a body of water around your home, which most of us probably do in one capacity or another, because all it takes is two inches of water to drown. And so that toilet in your your bathroom, which we all have, those mop buckets that many people use, those coolers from the day before barbecue, those swales of a heavy rainstorm are all two inches of water from the tip of your nose to the bottom of your lip is all it takes for a drowning to occur. So just knowing that is the first, first piece of advice. The second is supervision. Supervision is crucial, especially around that age group where they're so curious and so quick. The next line of defense is swim lessons. Start them early. Lessons start as early as six months. Get them going. They don't have to be a Michael Phelps or a strong Olympic swimmer, but they need to know enough to save themselves. Um, And it technically is the only sport that will save your life as well. So we really want to make that as a priority. 12 years ago, I lost my beautiful 19-month-old daughter um, in our backyard pool, and I really did feel like I was doing everything right, and I thought that I was a helicopter parent, and if it could happen to me, it can happen to anybody, and I just want parents to understand that. Um, Before kissing her goodbye for the last time, I made her promise that I would do everything in my power to educate as many family members and as many people as I can, and I will not stop. I will not stop. And um, people have to understand that it can happen and it does happen. And this is what I'm going to do to stop it. McGovern spoke during a Zoom conference organized by Broward Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who made pool safety one of her signature issues in Congress and before that in the Florida legislature. We need to continue to be vigilant. It is critical that you establish layers of protection when it comes to keeping young children near a body of water whether it's a swimming pool or a lake. I I know that I am a responsible parent and you just absolutely can't be sure that you're not going to have your eyes off your child or supervision lapses, or maybe they're not even with you. Maybe they're not even with you. So even when you send your child to a pool party or they're they're gonna be supervised by someone else, you need to make sure, verify those layers of our protection are in place. A pool safety fence, in Florida is required. 
making sure you have door alarms or the type that rings to alert you that the the back door has opened, making sure that you have those self-closing, self-latching gates, making sure that you could put a pool safety cover on, on, uh, particularly on on, uh, above ground pools. There are many, many options. And also if you have a, a, uh, a backyard pool, make sure you don't have one of those old flat drain covers because those do not protect a child or a small adult from being held underwater from the powerful suction of a pool pump. If it's a flat drain cover, you need to change it immediately because that is dangerous and someone can drown. Wasserman Schultz sponsored the state's first ever pool safety law back in the 90s, and it took her three years to get that bill through the Florida legislature. No rush, gang. Not like it's life or death, right? Your calendar of events, the trustees at the University of Florida hold committee meetings at 845, followed by a meeting of the full board at 245 in Gainesville. The Board of Education meets at 9 in Jacksonville to consider that controversial guideline about how American history is taught in public schools. The Board of the South Florida Water Management District meets at 9 in West Palm Beach. The Florida Board of Pharmacy meets at 9 in Lake Buena Vista. The Florida Supreme Court releases opinions at 11. The U.S. Department of Agriculture updates its citrus forecast at noon. The Board of the Northwest Florida Water Management District meets at 1 in Havana. The Suicide Prevention Coordinating Council meets online at 1. And today is the deadline for state candidates and political committees to file their financial reports for May. And finally today, two Florida men who are serious about Taco Tuesday had to be rescued by helicopter after their plane crash landed in the Everglades. Jose Escari and his pilot friend were flying all the way from Tamiami to Arcadia to buy tacos when the engine failed and their piper went into a dive. They sat down in a remote area of the glades about 20 miles north of Achope, and they walked away without a scratch. Fire rescue hoisted them into the chopper one by one, took them back to Tamiami, and Escari was reunited with his mother, who offered to take her son out. For tacos. That's it for this installment of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again tomorrow as we plumb the depths of Florida politics.